we're in a market that's changing. We're in an age of technology, the information age, artificial intelligence. It's all changing. The question is, how do we go about facilitating change? And when we're thinking about the month of December, I think a lot of people are like, I'm going to change this in January. I'm going to change this next year. I'm going to do that different. This is how ICC operates a change management. Welcome back. Hope all is doing well. So I want to get, I really want to do is create some content for you guys to, to give to your people. That's the purpose of today's call is for you guys to have stuff to use in your businesses and have stuff to give to your people and your clients to help them through what quite frankly is a, a uniquely challenging time. I think, I, th I think it's going to be very easy to be distracted here over the next couple months. Um, we have an unprecedented amount of distractors hitting us right now. I, I don't know that they, they really have any significant impact. I think they're all just like distractors, like shiny things. I don't, I don't think anything's really coming at anyone to harm anyone, but there's so many distractors. It's really taking people off target. And I think you're all starting to see it. We see it already because of seasonality, you know, not uncommon. I mean, I've seen it. I've been a coach for 30 years, you know, consulting and mentoring different agents. And they tend to come to me after 30 years of meeting thousands of agents my phone calls start really increasing in November and especially December with regards to huge decisions, huge drama. You see all the divorces and the separations that happen right now. You see all that. I mean, there's just a lot of pain, suffering, uncomfortable. A lot of change happens right now, too, because of that. This year in real estate, holy moly. You couple it. I mean, yeah, it's winter. I mean, it's always been winter, but now we've got real low sales volume. You got people talking about lawsuits every 10 seconds. You got people wanting to move brokerages and all this different stuff open. I mean, you have so many abnormal distractors. You know what I mean? So never has it been more important to give people something to focus on so they don't get sucked down any of that stupidity and start making lateral, if not backward moves. So how do they stay in touch with their goals and not jump tracks and use that as an excuse to faster way to get there? Eisenhower Coaching's custom training suite is your company's own custom branded training website loaded with Eisenhower Coaching's powerful training courses for real estate agents, teams, and brokerages. With video lessons, audio lessons, downloadable course workbooks, scripts, tools, and systems, with quizzes and action steps for accountability and implementation, Managers can also monitor agent performance with detailed reporting. Agents can earn certificates and degree designations abbreviated after their name in signature lines, online profiles, and marketing. Easily create your own customized courses for local topics like file compliance, MLS systems, contracts and disclosures, CRM training, and new agent orientation. Use ICC's course training materials in your own office training rooms with our downloadable and printable student workbooks, instructor's manuals, instructional training videos for each class lesson. The custom training suite is your own custom branded training system that is changing the game for real estate, teams, and companies everywhere. Rick and I had been talking about this and Rick, uh, Rick, I'm going to turn it over to you because I think you got the yeah, solution right. to this, this problem that I framed. Yes. I hope there's a solution because I feel like I need to go get a noose after that uh, yeah. monologue to start. Leave it to me. Leave it to me. <laughs> I feel encouraged today. Yes. Yes. I'm here to motivate. Guys, I, you know, Brian and I have just been talking about how do we lead our people to be intentional 
in the month of December and, and not unintentional. And I think the default setting for so many of us is to be unintentional in the month of December. Now, you know, Brian and I were talking, we really believe that we exist because we want people to make more money, but also to have more free time. So we want them to enjoy time with their family and the holidays. Like we're big advocates of that. But what ends up happening is when they're at work, they wish they're at home. When they're at home, they wish they're at work. If you did not have a 2023 that you're pleased with, which I think most of us, I'm raising my hand. Like I did not have the 23 that I, I wanted to have. I don't want that to continue into 24. So what I do in the month of December is what's going to set me up for success in, in 2024. How we start the race honestly has a lot to do with how we finish it. There's this huge myth that like, you know, how, how we start the race doesn't matter. It's how we finish it. No, no. How you start the race has everything to do with how you finish the race. And so what are you coaching? How are we leading our people to be intentional with their time in December? Man, I want to hear from you. I got a bunch of ideas, but I want to hear from you before I, I rattle them off. What say you? Having them block off the days that they are definitely taking off and then dividing the work between the ones that they are going to work so they can do that guilt-free. So if I do this thing on these days, I can take those days off and not feel bad about it. I love that. You know, there's this real thing called mom guilt and dad guilt. That's a real thing. It is a real thing that we live in an environment where it's like we're at work, we want to be at home and we're at home and we we feel like they should be at work. And it's never more true then in the month, the end of end of November and December, and even the first part of January. Love that. So being intentional. What else are we doing to lead our people, to coach our ICC clients to being intentional rather than unintentional in the month of December? What say you? Really evaluate their uh, the relationships, their business relationships they have. Take a look at them. Are they actually are the people that you're doing business with actually bringing value to your business? Are you just handing them a bunch of business? And getting great customer service, then ask those questions. What what value are you bringing to my business? You know the loan officers, the title companies, the insurance, the you know home inspectors. Really looking back at those things and making sure that those people are actually giving value to your business. You're not just handing them a bunch of business for free. Mike, you nailed it because not all people are created equal, but not all relationships. You get yourself a great HR manager, they'll be the best friend you've ever had. A great CPA, a great mortgage lender that reciprocates business, uh, they're the best thing your business has ever done. And they can far outpace providing you opportunities, your team opportunities, and reciprocate unlike anyone else. Like not all not all people are created, people, all people are created equal, not all relationships are created equal. And those are your strategic alliance, man. They're your core, Okay. Uh, Travis, I saw you had something. What say you? What are you doing to lead our ICC clients to being intentional? Well, clients and, and our team too, one, just making sure that their vision's revitalized, that it emotionally moves them and excites them in a way that inspires them. And I I redid, got in a good headspace last week and just needed to do this myself. And then I could not do my goals. I had to finish my goals. It was just, it, it fueled it. And another thing we did, I've got a, a friend of mine that's a business consultant and coach just generally and had him come in and lead our sales huddle this morning. And he's saying the same stuff I say, but just sit, hearing it from somebody else. Mm -hmm. And that's something we yeah. can offer as coaches. Like I'm pretty much with my team. It's like dad. 
It's like, yeah, you know, our kids are going to act worse when in front of us versus when they're out in public. And us offering that to our clients to come in and give that kick in the butt talk to their team yes. can be really vital. And yeah. I mean, it, it it got my team rare. You know, they know that that's the same thing I'm telling them. But bring I mean, in someone else. Somebody else. Yeah, and we need to offer it. Their yeah. brokers can be that person. They're, you know, someone they know that's motivational, pull in someone, bring it, do, do it often, do it twice a year, freaking leverage your job. Don't, don't, they're tired of hearing you. Travis, my kids will go to Brian Donnelly's house because our kids have kind of grown up together and they'll come back and say something like, you know, Rick, uncle Brian said this. And I'm like, I've said it a hundred times. What are you talking about? That's not anything new. We've talked about it. But because it came from somebody else it carried a different weight. You know, one strategy I've learned even working with my spouse is like, sometimes it's best I not be the one to announce something to her or, or to come up with a new idea. Like, let it kind of warm up the conversation. Let somebody else start that conversation can be helpful. And it's the same thing with our agents, isn't it? You bring them to the summit, they're like, wow, that's incredible. You're thinking, we've talked about that a thousand times. But because somebody else was bringing it up, discussing it or articulated it in a different way, it had all new insight. And if you if you could care less who gets the credit, you only care about the progress and the growth and the development and your people becoming better. Who cares whether Brian said it, Travis said it, Rick said it, or anyone else? It's just a matter of us growing and developing. Okay, one more. What are you doing? How do we lead our ICC clients to be intentional in the month of December? What say you? I uh, I am reminded of words that Brian spoke many years ago uh, when he was talking about going to a funeral. He said, if someone dies, you go to the funeral and you get back to work and you do the, the day before you do work. Then you go to the funeral and he's like, they don't care. Right. So uh, very Machiavellian of him. However, uh, I'm reminding. So to supplement what Andrea had said was, you know, give yourself the grace to have that time that you're going to do mom stuff, dad stuff, whatever it is, holiday stuff. And then agents are the only people I know who will take vacations from their vacation. Oh, I was gone for a week. So now I need to take three or four days before I get back to work. So reminding them to be intentional, take the days and then get back to work. It's back to work day. If you were working in corporate America, sorry about your luck. You'd be back to work. So Mark, so true, man. So true. I can think of what John Maxwell said, a slightly different topic. He said, when you have a huge victory, Take 24 hours, celebrate it, go out to dinner, whatever, 24 hours. You have a huge loss, failure, you screwed up. Take 24 hours, reflect, think about it, ponder it, and then move on. In either case, you can't live the old Bruce Springsteen glory days song like your whole life. You can't be Al Bundy like four touchdowns at Polk High. Like you can't live that life. We've got to move on. Take 24 hours to celebrate it and then move on take 24 hours to reflect on the failure and move on. Our ability to kind of lead our people to continue to grow and make progress, especially in December, because it's the month that it has the greatest distractions for people to, to live out a life that they don't want. They don't eat the way they want to eat. They don't spend the time they want to spend the time. They don't do the things they want. They don't get up the time they like. It all happens in December and it sets the precedent. It sets the start to what 2024 would look like. Here are a few things that we're working on as a team. And hopefully these things will be helpful. They're really practical in nature. Hey, can, can I add one thing onto that, yeah. Rick, real quick? Yeah, Brad, go. Um, 
man, one of the things I've been talking to my clients about is number one, dealing with their drama, right? So I have five clients and they're all getting divorced, right? And I'm like, okay, well, I can, I'm, I sympathize with them. I'm not a complete, you know, jerk about it. But also I have to point in the direction. You have an attorney. You need to let them worry about it, right? There's nothing that you can change really at this point, right? I kind of shed a light onto the things like, we can only control the things that we can change. And right now, it's what I call separation season. A lot of a lot of realtors are taking a holiday month off, not a holiday. A lot of people are overeating at that Thanksgiving table. There's a lot of ways that you can do something to separate yourself just a little bit. Something small. Maybe that's working Saturdays. Maybe doing some lead follow-up for an hour. That might be getting into the office every day at 8.30. That might be making one recruiting call more. Something so just like very one small. habit, one habit, yeah. like a, just one a habit, good, one small yeah. thing. Let's just do that. That hey, with yeah. some, that's all they can muster right now because of so right. much trauma that's going in their life. So I get that. Yes. Yeah. 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 Break and it down. To, I, break it down to something small. May you I might add just something? have to leave, Tammy. I'm going to go to you in just a minute. You might just have to have them decide what's the next best step. You don't need to have a hundred steps. What's the next best step for you to take? If you and I lived our life that way, think about it. And we just said, what's we don't need to figure out the hundred things, but the one next best step for us to take in every area of our life, would you not have grown further and made more progress than where we're at today? For most people, that's the case. Cammie, what say you? I Last week, I got a uh, an email and maybe some of you do too, depending on who you follow, but it came from Jordan Freed and it was about how you can't throw a 25 point touchdown. I don't know if anybody here got that. But it was reflecting on the story of the super, uh, Tom Brady in 2017 and how behind they were, and that obviously you cannot come back and score with one touchdown. It was it was one thing at a time, and he went on to explain, you know, it seems like every turn there's a challenge that's waiting for us, whether it's the higher interest rates or, you know, the lingering recession, lawsuits, whatever. But if you're going to change in the you know change in the storm, this is your time. What's your first down? What's the first snap? First play? First drive? Possession? And it's just reminding them that, you know, you just got to keep your head down and do that one thing again, again, and again. It's just not one, not one big magical thing is going to change this year for next year. It's just continuing to do the one thing that you have to do every single day. Yep. Right on, Cammie. You ever feel like coaching is like you grab them by the cheeks and then you like point their, their head to focus on the one activity yeah. Yeah. that they should be doing. And it's almost like every call, you got to kind of redirect their focus back to the right activity. Right. And I, and I forwarded it to them, you know, and kind of added my stuff there um, of my own. But I think just sometimes getting things like that can be a little bit of uh, a reminder and motivation. I've got one in there that I could throw in on that too. Like Andrea said a really cool thing in the chat that I want to make sure gets said. Yeah. She, she mentioned that Ed Milet has a great podcast about separation season, which I did happen. I, I have happened to watch and, and, and it is pretty good. And and I think I, I think that brings up a bigger point where, you know, when there is all these distractions and drama out there, I think we do need to address them as we're focusing on them and 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 they do need to solve those problems. And and a podcast like Ed Milet is a great way. Hey, here's how we stay productive on that. I want you to go subscribe to that and listen to two episodes by next week. You know, and now they're into something there to give them some courage to handle that. Or maybe it's go ahead and get yourself a therapist or get yourself a counselor or get in marriage counseling or get to that accountant, or get to that a lawyer, 
stuff that you can't handle because you just don't have time to. You have a job to do. You have to get them moving forward in their business, but you can still make them intentional with regards to these other problems. So they're still moving forward and you're still helping them. And they still have to report back to you that they're taking baby steps and at least seeing people who know how to help and getting and, and imp implementing their instructions. Does that make sense? I think that's that's exactly that's exactly what I was saying, Brian. And number two, I'm glad you said that, Andrea, because that's what I do with my clients. Like I taught them Ed's podcast, and then I sent them to right. review that again. And now come back with your one little thing that you're going to be doing on each area of your life, Will. And for the people having drama, it, we, that's our job. Now right? you get you all the credit for Ed Milet's, I, I met as a yes. leader, as a coach, you get all the credit, all the mileage for Ed Milet's awesomeness. Yep. That's right. You That's don't have to be cool. awesome. Yeah, you're just yep. the director. That's what you are. You're the person that says, hey, pull you out of yourself. Stop thinking, dummy. Go to people that already know the answers and you're the one that, you know, Pushes them that direction. I think that's what a good leader is, man. I, I always say a good leader acts like Julie McCoy. Anybody remember who Julie McCoy is? Nobody. Gen Xers. Any Gen Xers here? None of you. Huh? Is that the cruise director? Love boat. Yeah, love boat. The love boat. Yeah, Julie. I mean, when you went on the love boat, Julie McCoy didn't do anything, but she was the one who told you where you needed to go. I need a drink. You go see Gopher in the Acapulco bar. You need this. You go see them. You, you're hurting. You need to go see Doc. He's over there. So she just pointed you. She didn't, but she, and that's what we are as leaders. We don't have to have the solutions, but we definitely got to get them down the right path and in the right direction to solving them and in alignment with their goals. So, if we're stuck, you don't have to have the answer, but you got to point them in a direction of who does. Probably the most important thing a coach does in leadership. That's for Dr. Well, and what we're talking about right now, Brian, is how we lead change and how we manage change. Yep. We're leaders often of leaders. We're leading people who are leading people. So how do we facilitate change? How do we use change more like a dimmer switch than a light switch? Because if you just come to somebody and say, Brian, you ought to do this, 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 and this, because we see it. We know why to do it. We know what they should do, but we don't tell them how to do it. So when you give a podcast or a video or a book or a, and you say, hey, read this, listen to this, watch this, observe this. And it's a part of the process of developing the student. So the student is ready for the teacher. So often we want to be teachers. We don't got any students. Like they don't want to learn. They don't know see a reason to learn. We don't see why we'd want to grow, why we want to develop. And if we can lead with a strategic change management process, like when we coach, it's about going through these steps. Like we want you to think differently. We want you to be, get, develop different habits. Uh, we want you to engage differently. We want to start changing some of your language. Now we start seeing the student appear. ICC has more resources than any other coaching platform put together with all the ICC modules and the CTS, but we got to make sure they understand how to implement that change, not just why to change or what to change. And it's actually a topic that we're going to be focusing on in future calls. Like what is our ICC change management management process? When you have somebody that says, I want to be over here and I'm here and, and they know why they to do it and they know what to do, but how do they lead other people to change. And that, I mean, you'll see that I want to, I want to highlight that because this is, this is why this is so much needed. I, I, I see it all the time because people want to change, right? And let, let's just talk about leaders for one, because this, this applies to what we're talking about is changing habits or routines to start lead generating, right? How do you coach that? How do you change it? And that's what we're talking about. Not only for coaches, but for leaders and managers, clients, everybody, right? Now, 
when we're talking about like leaders wanting to make changes themselves and coaching and managing that change, holy moly, it, it is crazy how bad people are about that. They honestly do it off of emotion. They justify it by the numbers and then they just fly by the seat of their pants. There's never any budgets. There's never any transitions. There's no profit losses. There's never a pro forma. There's nothing. There's absolutely, there's the exploratory process. I'm yet to see anybody do it 10% of what I would recommend or could coach. Most just do it because of a handshake or relationship, things like that. They maybe look at a few numbers and a few line items, and that's about it. We should be coaching that thoroughly, and it should be exploratory, and you should be able to back out of it at any time. There is a process for how to change companies, how to change business models, how to change entire industries, how to change, I mean, because we're going to have so much change coming because of the climate. I, I think the idea of formalizing how we coach that and how leaders should manage it is crucial. And I think we do know how, I just don't think it's been uniform. Wouldn't you agree, Rick? I don't think we have, well, a I, I, I think it would I help our coaches. Man, I think I can do it better. I think we yeah. can do it better. Like facilitating the how we change, not what we change or why we change. I think we do that pretty well. But how do we go about making this change a reality? And what happens is when you change quick, like you change your diet quick, you change your exercise quick, you change whatever quick, you don't stick with it. It's, you know when, why? You make, it, it's when you make steady, progressive movements People the, can't do that. Intentional. You can't. They can't stay in limbo. Here's why: when people make a change, they can't stay in limbo. And it's very important your clients hear this. Like what I'm saying right now, you have to make them self-aware. So you have to say you just can't stay in limbo. Like it's crazy how people just can't sit in horse pucky. They just can't. Right? They can't sit there and wait for the proper time to exit it. They have to just get out of it. They hate it. They don't want it. And then if they can find some place to go, we got double trouble. Now it's just go. I can get out of it and I'm attracted to it. And they're, they just cannot sit in between. They can't keep their agents in between. They start to manufacture drama and other urgencies to justify why they need to hurry and rush. It's mental, guys. It's not even real half the time. They make it up. They'll actually go and create, start a fight with their ex-broker so they get kicked out and they don't even know they're doing it. They they, they say, he's saying this, he's saying that. Screw them. Let's go now. <laughs> oh, it went over the weekend, Brian. I'm sorry. I changed brokerages. Here's what he did. And I listen. I'm like, what did he actually do? You know what I mean? They literally do it all the time. I've seen it happen thousands of times. It happened. You've done it. You know, I mean, I would say that almost every move anybody's ever made here has done it. Like it happens all the time. And then they will continue to dig in as to why that was a great move. I've watched that. You know, well, you can't run a business there. You can't. All wrong. You're fine anywhere you were. <laughs> your reason for your move was wrong. I'm just here to tell much you. Much of our ICC clients are leaders themselves. So yeah, I wonder right. what it looks like for our agents. Looks like a bunch of U-turns. Looks like we're going one way and then we make a U-turn. Then we go another way. We look back, probability and go. Yeah. And, you know, and they'll even tell you they did. And they'll tell themselves yeah, because that. Because they listen to a good book or a yeah. good podcast or we talk to somebody or somebody else we saw on YouTube and they're doing it this way. So there's a process and we're we're in a market that's changing. We're in an industry that's changing. We're in an age of technology, the information age, artificial intelligence, big data. It's all changing. 
And so we're going to change. The question is, how do we go about facilitating change? And when we're thinking about the month of December, I think a lot of people are like, I'm going to change this in January. I'm going to change this next year. I'm going to do that different. And all of this, we can coach through with a strategic plan to, this is how ICC operates a change management. Yeah, I mean, we do. Think about all the opportunities they miss out if they don't too. I mean, if they stay in limbo and they actually have a slow gradual change, that get that's that's that one moment in time that they have the most power and leverage in their life. And they are so quick to get rid of it. That's the one time where you're like, it's your, you know, you're it's your coming out party, or you're you're, you know, you're an 18-year-old single girl or a handsome young dashing guy and that's your time, man. Look at all your options. You might get bought out. How do I even explore that? You might like meet with people, explore things, get recruited, learn. That's your opportunity. They'll all finally talk to you right now. You want to talk to them afterwards? Like your opportunity to make all your relationships with regional directors, CEOs of major national brands, all out the window, gone. Because you weren't, you're not looking around. You made your decision up. That's the one time you can secure so many amazing deals that you can play people off each other and you're just going to hurry up and jump. Why? Because you emotionally can't stand limbo. It will cost you and your family so much money because of your emotions. I bet you it does every day and you know it. You know what I'm saying? You just know it. You're just not that thorough of a person. So I'm telling you, you need a coach that is. And if you don't got one, I'd get one. And if you're not one for your people, you need to be one. That's for sure. As a leader, you must be one. All right. So I know we're running out of time. I had a bunch more that I was going to provide as kind of practical things. Maybe we can make this a part one of part two. I like it. Uh, and so we can continue. Has this been helpful to you? Definitely think we need a part two because I really like this topic because Me I think too. we all need this right now. This is what coaching is. It's not about making contacts. It's about coaching the whole person. I guarantee you, if you can guide someone to the right attorney to help their divorce and maybe the accountant to net them profit and teach them how to sell more real estate, that client ain't ever going to leave yeah. you for the rest I of I got life. tons more ideas too. I got tons more ideas too. Yeah. Conversely, Brad, you know, if they sell a hundred homes, a thousand homes or 5,000 homes, and they have nobody else in their life, they've got no health, they've got no money because they're the top grossing agent, but didn't net anything. What have we really accomplished as coaches? If we led them in that direction and everything else 100%. is falling apart in their life. Yep. Right. We need to get, I mean, I think the key is also engagement, right? I think the key is engagement. Like we have to, everything we do to keep them engaged. And we all know how to like have client events in January. So we're marketing through that. Having call blitzes. This is the one time where you can explain all this drama and get people to buy in for short-term contests where they're actually coming in during the holidays and lead generating. Maybe daily, maybe twice a week, maybe once a week at night and it's fun. Who knows? Find and take the temperature of your organization, but find ways to stay in touch because staying together is what creates accountability. We don't get left by our own devices. And right now, I think they'll all buy into the fact that we really can't afford to like say we're just going to work when we feel like it right now. Maybe having some accountability we can agree upon where we know when to turn work on and off throughout the holidays is the healthiest choice for our mental health and our entire family. So why not have a lot of group engaging, you know, call blitzes, call nights, call-a-thons, where we're lead generating, even arts and crafts and festivals, get them engaged, keep them around, have scoreboards and contests with thermometers right now, where they win things, where it's fun, make them dress up stuff. 
I mean, you guys have all this. We have an entire four-page gift pack of holiday gift ideas that we give out to all of our clients that has all the contest ideas, all the different call-a-thons. It's all, I mean, there's hundreds, if not thousands of them. It's all the different ideas and you can make them pick something from it and come back to us for next week's call. You don't even need to pick it, just give it to them. What are we asking our clients to do in the month of December that leads them to be successful? How are we redirecting them to be intentional? So think about that and bring those to a future call and we'll go from there. Rick, thank you. That's awesome. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to the Brian Eisenhower podcast. You can learn more about ICC at EisenhowerCoaching.com. That's I-C-E-N-H-O-W-E-R.com. You can also enroll in one of our many online courses at ICCOnlineLearningCenter.com. That's ICCOnlineLearningCenter.com where you'll find the most expansive real estate training library in the industry. We also offer custom training portals for real estate teams and brokerages looking to give all of their agents access to our expansive course list of courses and training systems. Some companies even take it one step further by purchasing versions of our courses and systems that are white label branded to their specific real estate organizations. Also, be sure to subscribe to Eisenhower Coaching's YouTube channel to watch new video content that we put out each and every week. And again, be sure to join the fastest growing Facebook group for top performing real estate professionals by searching for the Real Estate Agent Roundtable Group. With all of that said, thank you again for joining us today and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode of the Brian Eisenhower Podcast.